Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the half-elf race. It's part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. Half-elves? Christian. I mean, you're just half an elf. Why could this be really all that interesting? I mean, playing someone who only has half of their entire body, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of obstacles to overcome in your life when you're just, like, split down the middle or maybe even split horizontally. Wow, I misread that. That is not how I thought that worked. I thought they were half-elf, like the left side of their body was elf and the right side of their body was human, and they had to, like, you know, get to deal with that. I mean, yeah, that's the other possibility, and but it's not always, like, perfectly down the middle. Sometimes, like, they have an elf when you're head. Born, you have a 50-50 chance to be Christian's way or my way. <laughs> One of us have to be right. <laughs> that is so rarely true. <laughs> so half-elves, these guys are half-human, half-elf. Anything that's half is always half-human. Humans have this prolific nature in Pathfinder, and they have the ability to reproduce with other species, whereas every other species can't do that. You know, they have that uh, hidden racial trait that they don't actually put in the book, and it's Putnit Square Mastery, where they can just, you know... when they I was just going to call it promiscuity. <laughs> I'm sure your joke was much more intelligent, but I'm not intelligent enough to get it. I, I doubt Putnit Squares are intelligent. <laughs> they're they're kind of on the low end of uh, genetic. Listen, guys, my jokes revolve around making fun of the word comely, all right? So so we'll get to that in a second. So half-elves stand taller than humans, but shorter than elves. They inherit the lean build and comely feature of their elven lineage, but their skin color is normally dictated by their human side. While half-elves while half retain their pointed ears of elves, there's... Wow. Theirs are more rounded and less pronounced. Their eyes tend to be more human-like in shape, but feature an exotic range of colors from amber or violet to emerald green and deep blue. This pattern changes for half-elves of drow descent, however. Such elves are almost unfailingly marked with white or silver hair of the drow parent and are more often than not and more often than not have dusky gray skin that takes on a purplish or bluish tinge in the right light, while their eye color usually favors that of the human parrot. This parent not the parrot this is not like half bird half person <laughs> this makes them the perfect people to go into photo shoots it's like they're just you're just in the right light i, I got that bluish tinge now and as the description goes really you know goes really strong with it is humans specifically humans it is not anyone else for some reason right i never really understood that but i guess they just don't you know, you can't just have a smattering of all these half races all over the world yeah, yeah mechanics and lore i want to talk about the word comely why is that a word? I thought it was comely. I've honestly heard it pronounced comely before. Maybe people are just being nice. So I, I never saw this word. I looked it up on the internet, and the internet's like, yeah, it's, you have the features of a woman. And I hit the listen button, and it's comely, according to Google. And I'm like, maybe this isn't the best word for this. I, I, can't, I can't argue with Google as a thing, though. Like, <laughs> Google is always right. I submit to Google's authority over the definitions of words. I, for one, love our new Google overlords and welcome them into our presence. So since half-elves are human and elf, do they still live really long? Yes, but as you can expect, not as long as elves. Kind of by a margin. So, just for reference, a human is an adult at 15 years. Which, by the way, is a little weird, but I guess it I guess it kind of makes sense. I guess they're going for like a puberty kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like a puberty onset adult I've thing. always wanted to know the exact age that every fantasy race goes through puberty. For the half-elf, <laughs> it's at 20 years. Which, if you remember, the elf, that's 110. So they're definitely leaning more towards their human side. And how about their maximum age? 
Well, you're rushing it, Christian. You will get your candy when you will get it. You cannot rush it and be like, give me all my Gobstoppers now. I'm like, Christian, Gobstoppers aren't even real. But they are now after the movie came out. But, but when the movie was coming out, they weren't really actually real. They were just kind of part of the movie. But now you have them, but they're not really everlasting. So I don't even know why they even call them Gobstoppers. They could just be called Jawbreakers. Well, I need them now because by the time you're done, I'll be finally like softening them enough to the point where I can actually consume them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Boy, so many people's teeth. My poor teeth, they hurt thinking about it. But enough about Gobstoppers. Let's talk about about Pathfinder. Uh, a human is middle-aged and around 35 years old. Meanwhile, the half-elf is at 62 and the elf is 175. Okay, so that's that's a much bigger drunk jump compared to like 15 adult, 20 adult. Now we got like 30 middle-aged to 60 middle-aged. That's a big jump. Right. And it's kind of similar for old, 53 for a human, 93 for the half-elf, and 263 for the elf. Ooh, wow. Humans really screw over the, the, the elves there. It's like, hey, I hope you don't fall in love with the half-elf elf people because you only get to live with them for a little tiny bit of your lifetime. They're venerable at 70 years, a human, of course, and a half-elf at 125 years. Meanwhile, the elf is 350. But let's talk max. You want a max? We'll give you max. The human is 70, 80, 90 years is their max they can live. It's kind of weird. I, I think it should be 100. Go screw yourself, Paizo. Um, Paizo, your game isn't realistic enough for me. <laughs> the half-elves can live to 125 plus 3d 20 years, so that's 185 max? 125 plus 3d 20? Yeah. Yes. Cool math. Uh, doing math on the fly always works out really well for me. Uh, meanwhile, the elf is 350 plus 4d percent years, so uh, they're, by the time they're 125 years old, that's just like they're not even at the middle age of an elf yet, so it's really, really towards the human age uh, side. Let's talk about their racial traits, the mechanics that make them who they are, make them different from other races. Their ability score racial traits, half-elf characters gain a plus two bonus to one ability score of their choice at creation to represent their varied nature. Now, you will find this a theme of the half-elves. They like to be very varied. They like to be very varied. Uh, (laughs) Verily, it's true. Uh, This is the the first time we came across someone that gets to choose where they put their ability score. Usually it's a set of, like, you get plus two to this, plus two to this, minus two to that. This is just one plus two, but you get to choose where it goes, making them very versatile. They can really do anything if they put their mind to it. Right. You don't get the negative, but you also don't get two stats that are getting boosted by two. Half-elves are humanoid creatures with both the human and the elf subtypes. So anything that affects a human, anything that affects an elf, it'll affect them. And we'll see that later on that actually helps with feats. Their size are their medium creatures. So standard, no penalties, no bonuses. They have a speed of 30 feet, as most of the medium-sized races do. And for their languages, they begin speaking common and elven. And if they have a high intelligence score, they can choose any languages they want, except secret languages such as druidic. You can actually learn druidic by someone teaching you it. It's just forbidden, but it can happen, right? Uh, they're forbidden from teaching people it. I don't know, like, if you break that, if it'll still work, but yeah, someone could teach you it. But if, they te- if, you teach a non- if you teach a non-druid, you, like, get excommunicated and hunted down or something like that. I like the idea better that you just open your mouth and out comes static if you're not a <laughs> druid. Oh, I broke the code. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear that sound of, like, when there's a thunderstorm. Beep! Beep! <laughs> Just like elves, half-elves get the elven immunity trait. They are immune to magical sleep effects, and they receive a plus-two racial saving throw bonus against enchantment spells and effects. They have adaptability, which means they receive skill focus as a bonus feat at first level. What's skill focus, Christian? 
That is a feat that says pick any skill. You get plus three bonus to that skill, and if you have ten ranks in that skill, it goes up to a plus six, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, so talk perception. about... <laughs> exactly. But it didn't uh, do the elves have some sort of perception-based thing. It's just like, yeah, it's going to be perception. This, uh, talk about them being versatile. You can pick any of your ability scores, and now you can pick any skill to be good at. So half-elves are very, very versatile. When you combine that skill focus with this next racial trait, you're going to get a high perception. Because what's the next racial trait? Just like elves, they get keen senses, plus two racial bonus to perception checks. Nice. So I can get, like, right off the bat, got a plus five. Don't even need to put points in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a class skill for me. Boy, I'm rocking it. They have low light vision, so they can see twice as far as humans in conditions of dim light. Elf blood, uh, half-elves count as both elves and humans for any effect related to race. Which is interesting. How many really effects are there that are related to race? I mean, there's I mean, there's things like the hunter gets to pick like a favorite enemy. Right. There's a couple spells and feats that can only be picked or only affect people of certain races. There's not a whole lot of them. And there's multi-talented half elves choose two favorite classes at first level and gain plus one hit point or plus one skill point whenever they take a level in either one of those classes, or of course their favorite class option. So they even allow you to multi-class as a half-elves. Half-elves will be good at multi-classing compared to other uh, races. Not great, because it's only like a couple more hit points or a couple more skill points, but it's something. Right, I mean, that builds up over time, especially when you get those favorite class bonuses. And you can see the theme here is is that word that they use when they had a racial trait, adaptability or flexibility. This is just about as flexible as you can get when it comes to just race-wise. You really get to choose what you want to be good at. And even to the point of having two classes. Multi-class. <laughs> now we're going to be looking at their alternate racial traits. We've got to wonder what they're going to be subbing out. The one I think they're going to sub out a lot is probably multi-talented because, you know, that's something if you're not multi-classing, it's literally worthless. Right. So I expect to see a lot of stuff that replaces that. Let's start this off with Ancestral Arms. You get to receive exotic weapon proficiency or martial weapon proficiency with one weapon as a bonus feat as at first level. And this replaces the adaptability racial trait. I so don't, hey, I don't know if I just want to replace one weapon. Ugh. Yeah, it's a trade-off. It's usually if you just really want an exotic weapon, like you want to use your Ivy's whip sword really badly. What's interesting, what's interesting here is there isn't a feat, I think, to get martial weapon proficiency with one martial weapon. I think it's all martial weapons. Am I correct? Yes. So this is a very correct. unique feat you can get to just pick one martial weapon. So if you're a wizard and you're like, but I really, really want to smash things with an earthbreaker hammer, right, you one. take that one. Next is arcane training. Half-elves with this racial trait have only one favored class, and it must be an arcane spellcasting class. They can use spell trigger and spell completion items for their favorite class as if one level higher. This replaces multi-talented. This is really interesting because you do not need to take a level in a class to choose it as your favorite class, which is like really non-intuitive. But suppose you were like a fighter and you picked this alternate racial trait, you could pick wizard as your favored class, and then you can use wands and scrolls as if you were a first-level wizard. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. That's helpful, like, you're essentially giving your ability to cast a spell one level higher than you if you can manage to find the wand or the scroll. Or, like, you don't have to even make checks, you can just use wands if you find them. 
because you you're technically a level one wizard, even though you don't have any levels in wizard. Before we move on, I want to address a feat that really will impact some of these alternate racial traits, and this feat is called Drow Spirit or Elven Spirit. There's also Human Spirit. So the Elven Spirit feat is a feat that you need to take at first level if you want to take it, and you have to be a half-elf. If you pick Elven Spirit, you possess the Elven Magic Racial Trait of the Elves, giving you a plus two racial bonus on caster level checks made to overcome spell resistance. In addition, you get the plus two racial bonus on spellcraft checks made to identify properties of magic items. Alternatively, instead of getting either of those, you can instead choose any one racial trait that elves can exchange for the elvish magic racial trait. So now the half-elves also have the option, if they take this feat, of a lot uh, any of the elven magic-related racial traits of the elves. So this allows them access to Desert Runner, Envoy, Eternal Grudge, Silent Hunter, and Woodcraft, which were all elven alternate racial traits. So if you really like those racial traits and you want to blow a feed on them, you can always do that. Let's go back to going over the racial traits. Let's talk about Drow Magic. Drow Magic. Drow or Drow? I say Drow. I think it's Drow. I like Drow better. If you have this racial trait, you have Drow blood somewhere in your background. I thought it was in my blood. And you can cast Dancing Lights, Darkness, and Fairy Fire each once per day. And if you listen to Trailblazers, you know how really useful Fairy Fire is, Kappa. This replaces adaptability and multi-talented. Using did you, the did you just say Kappa? <laughs> I did say. Please Kappa. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Here's a, for the longest time, I have had the idea that the internet needs a font that means sarcasm. So over email, over anything text-based thing over the internet, if it's this font, you're like, oh, he's being sarcastic. Boy, would that save us on so much trouble of like misread texts or whatever. Well, the internet didn't really do that, but what it did inherit was Kappa. And if you see Kappa, you know they're being sarcastic. So, you But know, you're talking. <laughs> yes, when I'm talking. You didn't know that's how it worked well, as well? I thought Twitch well, was life. I mean, you know, to an extent. Twitch is love, Twitch is life. Talk about Dro blooded. This replaces low light vision. You gain dark vision 60 feet and also light blindness. This is kind of the stereo. This is the one we've seen a lot. You can trade out low light vision for seeing in the dark, but also, ow, the sun. <laughs> eh, the sun. Uh, and you, this is like, you know, kind of some role play you have to go on here, but you're supposed to take on some of the affectations of a drow. Then there's dual minded. This replaces adaptability. And half elves with this trait get a plus two bonus on will saving throws. I kind of like this one, especially if you have some sort of class that's a really low willing, will saving throw. You know, I, I might do this. I might take it over the skill. Because, I mean, skills are kind of... Of course, everybody loves skills and likes to use them. But that will save can really save you pretty hardcore. That's actually... I think this is a really, really good one. Um, skill focus is a hard to sub out because it is really useful. But this is iron will. You get iron will as a racial trait. And then you can pick iron will as a feat. So right. you could have a really, really high will saving throw with this. Whenever I see a, a a beast in the bestiary that has iron will or lightning reflexes or great fortitude, or is it called great fortitude? Yes. I'm always a little bit more scared of that guy because it's like the game creators just said, let's just make this guy a little harder to kill all around. Let's just make him not get caught by spells. Like the uh, 
the clockwork, almost I think every single one of them gets just for free just by being a clockwork lightning reflexes. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess there goes all my electricity-based attacks that do extra damage to them. I guess I'll just dodge them all. And the uh, the bonus on will saving throws for this isn't even a racial bonus. It's an untyped bonus, so it will stack with everything. Oh, that's cool. The next alternate racial trait is called integrated, and this also replaces adaptability. That was the one that, like, I could see them replacing that one, but They've it's so good. Um, instead of skill focus, you can get a plus one bonus on bluff, disguise, and knowledge local checks. Oh, okay. You're just splitting that plus three into three different skills. That's useful. But you don't get that plus... The extra plus three when you have ten ranks anymore. Right. Never mind. This is terrible. Well, I mean, you're not going to put ten ranks in all three. Well, you might, but it's a little harder. Yeah. Maybe one might say three times as hard. <laughs> There's sociable, which, guess what? Replaces adaptability. If half-elves with this racial trait attempt to change a creature's attitude with a diplomacy check and fail by five or more, they can try to influence the creature with a second time, even if 24 hours has not passed. Caleb's really, 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 really bad at following the diplomacy skill check rules. And, you know, I've seen it, and I actually go, the rules are so much better than the way I do it. I really need to go back to using the rules. So this this is, like, if you are sticking to the way diplomacy is supposed to work, this can be important. Next is wary, and this replaces keen senses. Half-elves with this trait get a plus one racial bonus on sense motive and bluff checks. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, perception's better, but, you know, you're splitting that plus two into two different skills, so it's comparable. Right. There's Water Child. You get a plus four racial bonus on swim checks. You can always take ten while swimming, and may choose Aquan as a bonus language. This replaces the adaptability and multi-talented racial traits. And this is interesting because you can already pick Aquan as a bonus language. Throughout all of these racial traits, the only ones... That replace multi-talented. The one that I thought they would have tons of options for is arcane training, which is like a really specific idea to being used with magic, and then water child, which also replaces adaptability. I, I'm really sad. Yeah, definitely. I want to mention something here. We've mentioned before that there are these these like racial subtypes, these 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 categories of alternate racial traits you could pick to kind of a theme. But I think that Half-Elf really, really nails it. And I'm going to go over it a little more than we would some of the other ones. Drow Descended says pick Drow-Blooded and Drow-Magic. Makes sense. Elf-Raise says pick Ancestral Arms and Arcane Training. And then Human-Raise says pick Integrated and Wary. I like this a lot because it's really... that's The racial traits are a great way mechanically to do things. But they're also one of the best ways to really put some game stats to some RP decisions. So if you want to be Drow Descended, it's, just, it's such a great idea to pick those racial traits and really match up with that theme. And half-elves, it makes sense. If you're half-elf and half-human, maybe you didn't live with your elf parents or your elf side of your family. Maybe you were raised more in the human side of the family, the Drow side of the family. So it's interesting. I like how you can kind of pick that. There are a few racial archetypes. There is Bonded Witch, which is obviously for the witch. There's Bramble Brewer, which is for the alchemist, and I love that. I just love, every time I see it, it makes me giggle a little bit. Bramble Brewer. Wild Caller for the summoner, and Wild Shadow for the ranger. We'll go over there those at a later time. 
Hi, I'm Caleb. And I'm Dom. And I'm David, and we're a part of the Trailblazers podcast. What is Trailblazers, you're asking yourself right now? Well, our podcast is difficult to describe. Yeah, it's kind of like a Senate meeting, except with less filibusters and more rolling for initiative. It's like going to the movies, except instead of watching professional actors create compelling storylines, you're listening to a bunch of guys just pretending to be professional actors. It's sort of like going skiing with your friends. If your friends were able to cast spells, wield swords, and there was no skiing involved. It's like going to court, but with less arguing and... Wait, no. There's probably about the same amount of arguing. It's like going to the bank, but instead of tellers behind the windows, it's just three guys role-playing. So if any of that sounds good to you, then you'll love our actual play podcast where we get together and play the Pathfinder role-playing game. We'd love to have you guys join us every Tuesday right here on the Trailblazer Network. Hope to see you there. So wait, it's just a couple of guys playing Dungeons & Dragons? No, 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 are no, you no, crazy? No. It's called Pathfinder. What, are you trying to get us sued? But now it's time to go over them feats, son. Half-elves have a lot of the same options the elves do, but they also have some of their own individual options. The first one we've seen already twice before. This is the last race that gets it. It's Arcane Talent. You need at least 10 Charisma. You know, the elves, the half-elves, and the gnomes can all take this. You choose a level 0 spell from the wizard slash sorcerer spell list. You can cast it three times per day. It's a spell-like ability. I feel the same about it as I felt the past two times. It's not great, but it's okay. There is discerning eye. And this is one we also went over when we did the the elf, and you need to keep the keen senses racial trait, get a plus two bonus on saving throws against illusion spells and effects, and a plus two bonus on linguistics checks to detect forgeries. And you can now use that skill untrained to detect forgeries. Really good if you're in like a very intriguey mystery type campaign. There's Elven Spirit, the one we talked about earlier, where you get the Elven Magic Racial Trait, or any of the alternate options for the Elven Magic Racial Trait. Right. There's Exile's Path, which once per day, when you fail, will save against an enchantment spell or effect. You may re-roll that saving throw, but must take the re-roll result even if it's worse. I mean, if I already failed it, why not? I guess that's the thing. It's like if There's some things like, well, if you fail at, by five or more... Your mind turns into putty. But I don't think there's a lot of will saves that say that. Interesting little thing to add to there. there. And this is actually a chain of feats. The next part of this chain is called Seen and Unseen. You need to be 5th level and you need to have already taken Exile's Path. You gain a plus 2 bonus on all saving throws against scrying or divination effects. Additionally, you gain a plus 2 bonus on all stealth checks. And elves, half-elves, and humans take a minus four penalty on all efforts to track you through this survival skill. This one's great when your when your um, player your, when your GM d- decides not to roll behind his 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 tower, his wall, his his throne of lies. Uh, when he just says, <laughs> "Hey, would you do me a favor? Would you make a will save, and by the way, add two to it." And you're like, oh, "Somebody scry on me, aren't there?" You're like, "Maybe, no." The final one that chain is neither elf nor human. You need to be 11th level. Of course, you need Exile's Path and Seen and Unseen. You are not considered elven or human for the purpose of harmful spells or effects based on your type, like a bane weapon or a ranger's favored enemy class feature. Thank you for giving us examples. I appreciate that. I was trying to think of some earlier. This is interesting. I like it a lot, but you're paying a lot of feats to get it. Yeah, three feats. Um, The first two aren't, like, amazing. They're okay. Um... Like, a, f- a fighter would have enough feats to spare to do this. A lot of other people would be hard-pressed to be like, yeah, this is a great chain. But it's there. I like it. 
Next one is Half Drow Paragon. In order to take this feat, you need to have the Drow Magic and Drow Blooded alternate racial traits. You count as Drow for any effect that relate to the race. Furthermore, the spell-like abilities granted to you by Drow Magic count as Drow spell-like abilities for the purpose of any feat prerequisites. Okay, so the first part where you count as Drow, I got, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is almost zero effects that are <laughs> good for you being a Drow. I agree. Um, and I don't know any of the feats that go along with having the Drow spell-like abilities. I'm going to guess they're not bad because the Drow is kind of an overpowered race. I'm not entirely sure, honestly, how to judge it. Listen, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a dummy. But we are going to go over Drow, so maybe when we go over that, we can uh, you can figure it out then. So you know what, guys? You decide whether or not it's good. Is that a is that an epic rap, rap battle reference? Uh, no, but it could be. <laughs> please, please no. <laughs> no more Sue. <laughs> Elf! Drow! <laughs> Who won? You decide! Probably the drow, because they're like 20 RP point die. of history! <laughs> Human spirit. You receive a one, you receive one bonus skill rank. Whenever you gain another hit die, you gain an additional skill rank. You cannot gain more than four skill ranks in this way. Interesting. You, By the way, you can only take this feat at first level. If you take this feat, you cannot take the elven spirit feat. This is, oh, remember we did the elven spirit, so now yeah. it's the human spirit kind of counterpart. So would you pick a feat that says you get four bonus skill points? Mm, depending on my class, probably, actually. No, I mean, I'd, the skill focus is so much better because it goes from plus three to plus six. Oh, but this, Here, is, this, this is doesn't replace like, that. This is, a, this is a feat. I know, but I mean, I would rather pick skill focus. True. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to say. I wish it I wish it didn't have the limitation of only four total. Me too. I think there's actually a human You know why that is? Cuz there's a human trait. They didn't want to make it exactly like the human uh, I'm sorry, feet. They want to make it exactly like that human feet that gives you that extra skill point. No, it's a trait, but they they give us the elf trait for free. Why can't we get the human trait for free? Because humans are better. Nonsense. Listen, you've gotten uh, so much nonsense. from the human. You got all. You got your shortened lifespan. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <Ugh. laughs> the next feat is the one we saw with the elf. It is Leaf Singer again. You need to have Bardic Performance and at least thirteen Charisma. When you use Bardic Performance with audible components in a forest, the range of your performance is doubled. In addition, the DC is increased by two for creatures of the Fey type wherever the performance occurs. Again, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's not the best, but if I'm really doing like a lot on the map here and I'm having some problems really getting everybody just because my party comp splits up a lot, this might be the thing to pick. Multi-talented mastery. You need to be level 5, half-elf, and have multi-talented racial trait. All of your classes are considered favor classes. That's interesting. Literally every one of them. You can be 10 levels and have 10 different classes. Don't worry, you're what still going to get those 10 bonus hit points. What this is actually really useful for is um, prestige classes, because you actually, I think rules as written, can't take prestige classes as favored classes. Oh. But this was this would be better if we were playing actual 3.5, where like multi-classing eight times into prestige classes was the most viable way to build a character. As of right. now, this is a pretty suboptimal choice. If you're gonna if you're going into um multi class and say you do pick three, 
it's still like one of those is only going to get one or two levels, so it's not worth a feat to get the plus two. This premise says get plus two HP or plus two skill points. One right. interesting about this, though, it is retroactive. So if you pick this at level 10, you all of a sudden, those other classes that you picked that weren't your your first or your second, you get to have it. I'll always remember my first class. <laughs> what was the it? Next, I don't know. <laughs> the next is Pass for Human, which, you know, I make great use of every day. Yeah, it's the way you get around with that nose. <laughs> you could be either you could be a half elf. This is also choosable for half orcs and halflings. You receive a plus ten bonus on disguise checks to disguise yourself as a human, and you do not receive the penalty for disguising yourself as a member of another race. In areas largely populated or settled by humans, you could take a ten on your disguise check, meaning most people tend to assume you are a human unless given a reason to think otherwise. Which is how I thought disguise worked anyway. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because a lot of times in in my campaigns when they go to a place it's like, okay, well, you know, you're a you're a bunch of weird races in this human town, so they're going to look at you weird. My players are usually like, yeah, that's right because we're super cool adventurers and and they don't really care about it. I find it interesting for people who really needed to, to lay low, maybe the infiltration campaign. This would be something to take. It's definitely uh, a good RP choice. Shared insight. You need wisdom of 13. As a move action, you can grant all friendly creatures within 30 feet who can see or hear you a plus two bonus on perception checks for a number of rounds equal to your wisdom modifier. Oh my gosh, take this and I'll be your best friend. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's no limit on it. Just when you're out adventuring, it's like, hey, look over there. Hey, listen here. Here's a mini bardic performance for everybody that never ends. You're basically Navi. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's not let's not bring back those terrible nightmares. Um, this is you can basically just aid another and give them bonuses anyway. So maybe this isn't the best when you're. Really Why like, not do both? Oh my gosh! But maybe if your feet, if you're strung out, not strung out. If you're strung out, if you're strapped for feats, maybe just do the aid another if you really want to get some perceptions for your friends. Next is Shared Manipulation. You need to have at least 13 Charisma. As a move action, you can grant all friendly creatures within 30 feet who can see or hear you a plus 2 bonus on bluff or intimidate checks for a number of rounds equal to your Charisma modifier. It could be good for an Intrigue campaign. Make everyone better at lying for a little while. Yeah, I feel the same way as I did about Shared Insight. (laughs) Good thing there's another one of these. And it's called Sociable, so I can never take this. Charisma 13. And as a move action, you can grant all friendly creatures within 30 feet of you. You can see or hear you, <gasps> including yourself. A plus two bonus on diplomacy checks for a number of rounds equal to your Charisma modifier. Listen, guys, we're going to talk a real good right now. Now, this one strikes me as strange. I guess this one and the last one strike me as strange because this is the whole idea behind someone being a party face. They're the one making these checks. Typically, your whole party doesn't make a diplomacy check against a creature. One Christian, of you Christian... Get ready for this recursive logic, all right? Here's how it goes. I got to do a diplomacy check. You know what? I'm afraid I'm not going to do it. Hey, guys, can you aid another me? Yeah, sure. But guess what? You each get plus two to that aid another to make sure that you really aid another so I can do better on my own thing. And I get that own plus two, son. I'm looking left and right as if this was a video podcast and you could see my motions. <laughs> I imagine you like writing that down on a like dry erase board <laughs> with your professor gown on. It makes sense. Wait, I know this. If I use sociable, I increase their chance of aiding another to me by 10% per character. And if I have three party members, then they each try to aid another with an average and of then, plus oh four to each gosh, of the bonuses. Oh my gosh, I know who killed JFK. 
<laughs> and what also strikes me as weird is that this one has in parentheses it says including yourself. The other ones didn't have that. <laughs> Does it not work with the other ones? I guess on not. yourself. Thanks, Paizo. They're all printed in the same book, so I guess not. There's a lot of cool. There's a lot of cool human feats that you can pick because you're half elf. Um, and there's also a lot of. Does that mean there's also elf feats you can pick? Yeah, we went over a lot of the elf feats. For instance, if you happen to be old enough to be able to pick it, you can pick the uh, the one where you get plus two to all your knowledge checks. Breath of experience, that one. Yeah, so you can pick elf feats, you can pick human feats, and we're going to go over humans pretty soon here. Uh, and humans have a lot of interesting feats that you know you can you can blend in here. I don't think there's any other race that says, hey, you know what, I get everyone other races racial feats. Half work. Okay, well, okay, prove me wrong right away. All right, that's mm, not, I guess that's how this didn't, relationship is going Wasn't that go. difficult, really. Okay. It's the only other thing that has half in its name other than halfling. Guys, Pathfinder Academy's canceled this due to unreconcilable <laughs> differences. I can't stand being wrong. <laughs> At least I can admit it, but I'm not going to change. That is the half-elf. Christian, what do we think about the half-elf? Well, I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but... Uh... I appreciate that. What do you think about the half-elf, you sarcastic <laughs> I have to beat myself there... now. Great job, Caleb. There's no you point where you'd be jerk. like, there's no, there's no point where you'd be like, I can't pick a half elf for this build idea. Mechanically, they can fit any build possible because they're so versatile. You can pick any skill focus you want. You can pick any uh, attribute bonus you want. I just think they're an all around solid class. And there's like, they're kind of with humans in that like you can basically pick them at any point, and they will never hinder any build. I agree. Paizo wanted to go versatile. They nailed it. I really like it, and they kept that RP flavor where you can pick like your heritages, and, and are you closer to your elf side or your human side or even part drow? I really like that. My only disappointment is that there isn't enough varied replacements for multi-talented, which is something that could really easily be useless to you. There are, I think there are some in later books, but um, there's still not a lot. And honestly, maybe we'll talk more about this in humans. I like the I like the RP idea that humans are the only other race that can kind of that can be so prolific. Except not with dwarves for some reason. Well, it's because well they can. It's just no one has ever wanted to. <laughs> and that's the half elf, guys. Listen to our extra credit if you're really interested in hearing all those favorite class options, so you can make your character just the way you want to. Next is the half orc, and that is our second to last. Right? Then it's just humans. Yeah, the humans are, for some reason, at the bottom of the list. Well, that's where we deserve to be, if we're all honest (laughs) with ourselves. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at TBlazer Network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Danny, do you want to play some D and D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's gonna have open heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's gonna be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. 
TalesFromTheLich.com.